Hey everybody and welcome to the June 4th, 2023 episode of the Rugby Report. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt and it has been an amazing week of rugby. In this episode, the Super Rugby Pacific League completes its final weekend of the regular season, including a shocker in Sydney and a thriller in Wellington. We will also have a look at round 16 in the MLR as they head towards their postseason as well. But we will begin in Auckland, where my hard luck Highlanders were hoping against hope to sneak into the playoffs just one more time for their departing superstar Aaron Smith. The Highlanders scored first and frankly caused the Blues more headaches than most people predicted. But in the end, a quick try by Patrick Tuipoloto was the difference in this game, and the Highlanders finished their 2023 campaign on the road with a loss to the Blues. The full-time score was Blues 16, Highlanders 9. We hop over to the Aussie capital now, where the Canberra Brumbies hosted the Melbourne Rebels. The first half of this game was very much a back-and-forth battle between the confident and playoff-bound Brumbies and a scrappy Rebels team with nothing to lose. But in the second half, while the Rebels didn't make it easy, the Brumbies did pull away, and the full-time score was Brumbies 33, Rebels 17. The win was important for the Brumbies as it guaranteed them a home game in the quarterfinals next week. We swim over to Fiji for the next game, where after a flurry of hot and sunny home games for the Drua this season, a little rain finally fell. But the weather had no effect on the incredibly vocal and supportive Drua fans, and it didn't do much harm to the Drua's game plan either. The Drua and the Queensland Reds, two very evenly matched teams, met on the island with all kinds of playoff implications on the line, and in the first half, the game was exactly the kind of back-and-forth battle we expected. The teams were knotted up at 17 at the break, but once again, in the second half, at home, the Drua simply went nuts. They scored 24 unanswered points in the second half, including an insane steal off of a Reds lineout for one try, and a brilliant interception returned for a try to seal the deal. The Drua also shut out a simply stunned Reds team in the second half, and for the first time in franchise history, the Fijian Drua are headed to the playoffs. Full-time score, Drua 41, Reds 17. Next up, a flat-out thrilling match in Wellington as the Hurricanes hosted the Crusaders. As I said last week, on paper, the second-ranked Crusaders should easily win this game. And in the first half, they were well on their way. The Crusaders frankly dominated almost every aspect of the game in the first 40, but a frankly oddball 50-22 kick by Simpkinson right before the half led the Hurricanes to their first try of the game and you just had the feeling at that moment that the entire Hurricane squad suddenly had some energy and momentum. Still, it was 19-8 Crusaders at the break, but in the second half, the Hurricanes did in fact come alive. Superstars like Barrett, Savia, and Coles were definitely pulling their weight, but frankly, it was once again the younger phenoms Cam Roygaard and Kenny Naholo who provided the sparks that lit the fire. The Hurricanes scored 19 unanswered points in the second half, taking their first lead and then building it out to eight points. And they needed all eight, because a late try by the Crusaders closed the game to within one. But that's how it ended. As I said on last week's podcast, I don't know how they're going to do it, but somehow, some way, 
The Hurricanes will pull this one out at home. And well, that's exactly what they did. Full-time score, Hurricanes 27, Crusaders 26. And now, the shocker in Sydney. The New South Wales Waratahs have been on nothing short of a late-season tear, winning four of their last five and, frankly, dominating teams in the lower half of the table. And you don't get any lower than the incredibly hard luck last place, Moana Pacifica. But the Pacifica, who have played in a number of very close and, frankly, thrilling games this year, came into the game as the living definition of overdue for an upset. Still, it was the Waratahs who got the quick score in the opening minutes and took a 7-0 lead, but Moana answered with three straight tries of their own and took a 21-14 lead into the break. The first 20 minutes of the second half were scoreless, but then, in a moment that I think every rugby fan will appreciate, longtime veteran and fan favorite Christian Leliafano broke away and scored a magnificent try on his own. And from then on, all Moana had to do was hang on. And they did. One more special note about this game. Hats off to one of the best Aussie players to ever play the game, Michael Hooper, who was playing in his last regular season game for the Waratahs. He got a very late try to end the game. But in the end, Moana Pacifica finally gets a win as they seriously upset the Waratahs in Sydney. Full-time score, Waratahs 24, Pacifica 33. And finally, we travel to the very western edge of Super Rugby territory as the Western Force hosted the top-ranked Chiefs. The Force came into this game with their destiny in their own hands. Win and they were in, lose and they go home. They also faced off against a Chiefs team that didn't just decide to rest a few players. They nearly rested their entire starting team. Despite my warnings to the contrary, the Chiefs started just two regular season starters in this game. But in contrast to my fears, made no difference at all. The Chiefs were in charge of this game from whistle to whistle, and they simply unplugged and powered down the force from the word go. The Chiefs scored almost at will, and their defense was simply incredible. And again, that was with two regular starters. Full-time score, Force 19, Chiefs 43. Checking in on my predictions for the last time this season, I was 62-16 and 16 coming into the final round, and this week I was 5-1. The only game I missed was Moana Pacifica's upset win over the Waratahs, and frankly, I'm happy to be wrong there. And I congratulate Moana and all of their fans. That brings me to 67 and 17 for the season, or 79.76%. Let's take our final look at the Super Rugby table now. As expected for well over a month, the Chiefs have secured the number one seed and home field advantage throughout their playoff run. Despite their loss to the Hurricanes this weekend, the Crusaders finish in the number two slot, with the Blues and Brumbies right behind them in a points tie for third and fourth, but the Blues' points differential and head-to-head -head win gives them the third seed, while the Brumbies end up as the final host team for the quarterfinals in fourth. The Hurricanes were going to end up in fifth no matter what they did this weekend, just as the Waratahs were destined for sixth, but the Druas' victory over the Reds gives them the seventh seed, and the Reds basically back into the postseason, but do make it into the eighth slot despite being in a point and record tie with my Highlanders 
and the fact that the Highlanders won their head-to-head game. The Reds took the last spot on points differential, and yes, obviously, I may be still a little annoyed. Looking ahead to the quarterfinals now, there are some interesting matchups coming our way next weekend. In fact, three of the four quarterfinal games are rematches of games that, in the regular season, the lower-seeded team won. The postseason will begin with the exception to that very interesting statistic, as the number three Auckland Blues host the number six Sydney Waratahs. The Blues won their regular season match against the Waratahs back in late April. In fact, they crushed the Taz 55-21 in that game. But the Waratahs then went on to win four of their next five, and they come into this game with something to prove. But the Blues also have something to prove. They want to show that they are a championship-level team. And they will, once again, be at home for this game. I've said it before, the Taz are tougher, bigger, and better than they've been in recent years. But in Eden Park, against the Blues? I think that's going to be a bit much to ask. Blues win. Next up, the table-topping Chiefs, easily the most dominant team in the league this year, take on the 8th-ranked Queensland Reds. But the Reds, remember, are the only team to have beaten the Chiefs this year. Yes, that game was in Taranaki and in poor conditions. But the fact is that the Reds' game plan confused and stifled the Chiefs' offense. So they've shown that they can stop an otherwise unstoppable Chiefs scoring machine. That said, as I noted a moment ago, the Reds are frankly backing into the playoffs. And in any case, the Chiefs will be motivated and anxious to prove that the game in Taranaki was a fluke. And I think they will. Chiefs win. The third quarterfinal game takes us to Christchurch, where the defending champion Crusaders, the most successful team in the history of the league, by far, will take the field in search of their record 14th title. But hang on to your chainmail, Satyrs fans, because the road to that trophy starts with a game against the Fijian Drua, a team that shocked the Crusaders in Suva early this season. The Drua have absolutely earned their first postseason berth in franchise history, and they do not want to be a one-and-done team. The Drua can be unpredictable and are capable of being explosively fast on the outside, and they absolutely can win this game. But this Crusaders team is not the same team that frankly wandered into the 2023 season a few months ago, and they're going to be very mindful of what the Drua did to them during their last meeting. The Drua could make this a game for the ages, but in Christchurch, I have to believe that the Crusaders will find a way to survive in advance. Crusaders win. And finally, the quarterfinal round ends with a really interesting matchup in the Aussie capital as the number four Canberra Brumbies host the number five Wellington Hurricanes. The Brumbies remain the best side in Australia but they lost their regular season matchup to the Hurricanes in a thriller in Wellington just six weeks ago. The Hurricanes are also coming into this game after a big win against the number 2 Crusaders last week, and they have some real up-and-coming superstars on their team. Cam Roygaard and Kenny Naholo. And, of course, some existing superstars like Barrett, Savia, and Coles. As I have noted before, 
The Hurricanes feel like a team that's just one or two tiny tweaks away from being a genuine championship contender. But they'll be on the road against a solid Brumby squad that will be playing for the pride of their nation and a trip to the semifinals. Folks, this could easily be one of those truly epic game-for-the-ages kind of games. And it is easily the hardest one for me to call. Frankly, it would be nice to see an Australian side make the semifinal round this year. But the way the Hurricanes are playing right now, I just can't bet against them. The Brumbies will have all of the advantages in this game. But I think that once again, somehow, some way, the Hurricanes will make a way for themselves to win this game. Hurricanes win. Let's hop over to the USA now and check in on round 16 in the MLR. The weekend began in Atlanta, where the New England Free Jacks dispatched Rugby ATL 35-14. Next, the DC Old Glory traveled to the gold mine in New Orleans to play the NOLA Gold in a game that might not be a mathematical eliminator for the playoffs, but it certainly was a dagger. And DC delivered the dagger, sending the streaky but fun NOLA Gold diggers Home, 28-15. The third game of the weekend featured the league-leading Legion traveling to Chicago to face off against my hounds. And once again, the hound dogs were left, well, crying all the time. The full-time score was Chicago, 14, San Diego, 36. And finally yesterday, the Toronto Arrows hosted the Houston Sabercats, who repaid the Canadians for that hospitality by crushing them, 48-26. There are two more games in the MLR this weekend, but as always, they are in progress as we record this show. So once again, because our graphics are added in later, our viewers will now see the results, where I can only tell you that the New York Ironworkers are either pummeling the Dallas Jackals and keeping their playoff dreams well in hand, or the Jackals are pulling off the upset of the year. And finally, in a game that might be a thriller and one that certainly has major postseason implications, the Seattle Seawolves are hosting the Utah Warriors. And I will be watching that game just as soon as we're finished recording here. There are now just two weeks remaining in the MLR regular season, but there are games today with major implications in the standings. So while our viewers can see the post-game standings, I can only tell you that, once again, San Diego and New England remain comfortably on top of their respective conferences, while the battle immediately below them, for the remaining playoff spots, remains highly competitive. And sadly, friends, once again, that's all we have for this edition of the Rugby Report. Thank you for traveling around the planet with us, and for listening to and or watching our show. Until next time, I need to announce that I've made the very difficult decision to close my fitness center. It just wasn't working out. See you next time. Bloopers! The New South Wales Waratahs have been on the... They've been on something. They're on something. That's not a very nice thing to say. I didn't mean that in a bad way. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) So glad we don't have a compliance department. Some tea before we do that again. The New South Wales 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 <laughs> The New South Wales it's Wales you know I I it's not like I don't know where it is it's not like I haven't been there
And again. We travel to the very western edge of the Super Rugby Territory. Of the Super Rugby Territory? Of Super Rugby Territory. <sighs> I was going pretty well. Hang on. Little tea before we do it again. Hurricanes this weekend. The Crusaders finish in the number two slot. And I'm going to do this again because I can feel myself actually running out of air in my lungs right now. <laughs> With the Blues and Brumbies right behind them in a points in a... In a, in a, in a and he wrote the script. He did. Yeah. Let's take our final look at the Super Rugby table now. <laughs> what in the hell was that sound? Wow. All right. Capital. As the number four Canberra Bumbies. Bumbies? Bumbies? I did it again. It's like they're the Bumblebees or something. What? <laughs> God. All right. Hang on. A little tea and then we'll do it again. The Hurricanes are also coming into this game after a big win against the number two Crusaders last week, and again, I'm running out of air. Capital. As the number four Canberra Bum... <sighs> Who are they? Are they the Bumblebees or the Brumbies? I think they're the Brumbies. Okay. <laughs> Take seven. So, while our views are... Our viewsers? Our, v our users? Our viewsers? Our viewsers. Our viewer users. Our viewsers. I created a new word. Sadly, it's not in the script. <laughs> Thank you for traveling around. Oh, nah. Did he feel the need for more bloopers? We don't know.